welcome to Hit the Six. It's still cold, it's wintry, it's lockdown, but the prospect of more Test cricket in a, a warmer, warmer climbs round the corner uh, with England and India starting in just a couple of days. Uh, Michael, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Although I wish that it being in warmer climes meant I felt warmer at home. But actually, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to pretend I'm getting up at like 3am because I'm just not tough enough. But if I was getting up at 3am in you know January, February conditions here, I still think I'd be feeling quite cold, even though I'm watching England players sweat it out over there. But yeah, I'm all right. I'm excited for the, the series to start. How about you, Rob? How are you doing? I'm, I'm well after a ambitious run in the pouring rain across Richmond Park, Wimbledon Common on Saturday. On Sunday, I went for a walk in Bushy Park. It was still still rainy and cold. So I'm doing my best to explore southwest London parks, but the weather is just not really up to it. Um, so I've, I think I've got myself a little bit of a cold, actually. So a hot bath after this will be, uh, will be in order. But yeah, as you said, otherwise well excited for the cricket to be starting this coming Friday and what, what I'm sure will be a, a great series. And so for this episode, we thought we'd spend a little bit of time discussing it, uh, thinking how we think certainly that first test is going to go and perhaps the series as a whole. And so who have we got to join us today, Michael? Well, we've asked our old friend, Jamin, to come on, who's an actual India fan and who delights when England do terribly. So I thought he'd enjoy coming on this to talk about a series where we might not do that well. So welcome, Jamin. Thanks for having me. On, on what Michael said there, go on. Why, why don't you want the England cricket team to do well? Um, I, I guess it stems back to explaining to people why I supported India when I was younger, given that my, my, my dad's an avid cricket fan and all the games we ever had on at home were India games. I was always told, why are you supporting India? You shouldn't be supporting them. And that made me sort of double down. I guess that's why I, I, I revel in England's misfortune. You've also got a bit of a personality who really does enjoy an argument, Jamin. I think you'd agree. That, that's um, also true. You relish it. You find confrontation. A bit like Rob does, I think. Um, you two are similar in that way. So fair enough. Um, but but I, I just want to know, I, I want to challenge you a bit on that, Jamin. Completely understand, obviously, Indian heritage. You've got Indian games on at home growing up. So that's why I support India. But would England be your second team? Or when England is playing anyone else, do you still want England to lose? Uh well, I, I sort of support England, given that I am, I do live here and have always lived here. But I do enjoy, I do enjoy being able to, to, I guess, when India do badly, I get the, I bear the brunt of it from England fans. So I, I like giving it back the other way. Fair. Okay. Well, at the moment, both sides are, are doing pretty well, right? Fantastic yeah. victory for India in Australia and England now. Won their last four series, won their last five tests away in a row. We'll come on to England, England in a second, but India, that win at the Gabba, what was that like from your perspective? Unbelievable. I mean, there was, there was no... Ch- I think when we started the day, there was absolutely no chance given by anyone that India would ever have a chance of winning. I was listening to the commentary, the Australian commentators, and I think Shane Warne was the only person who said India will be looking to win this. And given the, the fortress that the gap has been for many years and the, the uh, I guess, the stats on the highest run chases, no one was ever giving them a chance. But yeah, I, I, I think I watched the whole first session, Shubman Gilbank very well on the final day. And as Pajara was just getting hit by bouncer after bouncer, I decided it was going to be a draw and went to bed, woke up in the morning, absolutely amazed at what had just happened. 
incredible effort by Pajara, right? Like I've heard him speak about it since and he just said, well, I knew he couldn't lose any wickets. So I thought the safest thing was that the ball hit me. And I, as someone who flinches when I'm facing you, Jamin, since he hit me in the ankle once, I just can't. This is so brave. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah incredible. That, that's his whole game, isn't it? It's just wearing the opposition down by, by patience and doing whatever he has to do just to be in. Not literally, not even worrying about scoring runs, and that's that's what he's made the half career on. It's going to be a different, slightly different dynamic now for India because there was backs up against the wall, no Kohli, and towards the end with all the injuries, you got no Jadeja, no Ashwin, no Bumrah, no Shami. It was a depleted side. Now they've got a lot of those players back. Jadeja still out, but otherwise a pretty strong India team at home. They've only lost two series there in the last twenty years. They've only lost one series there in the last 10 years, and that was to England in 2012. They are such favourites against England. It's a slightly different, particularly some of those young guys where they had nothing to lose. Suddenly there is, there is a bit more to lose. Uh, but Jamin, I take it you're still very, very confident that your side are going to win the series pretty comfortably. Yeah, home advantage is massive. And I think they're just, uh, with, with the players coming back in, a much more settled test team. Uh, given how England, ex- uh, I guess, apart from Joe Root, have played spin in Sri Lanka, I think that's also given me a lot more confidence. I think as well, just like I just saw Ashwin's stats today. They popped up on my Twitter. 240-odd wickets, an average of 24 at home. And yeah, watching anyone that wasn't Joe Root and to an extent Bairstow, Butler, a little bit Lawrence, but watching the top order play spin in Sri Lanka... Spinners who aren't Ashwin's level or experience, it does make me pretty worried about how many times Root's going to be walking out at 10 for 2. And that is a lot of pressure to put on one guy, even though he was looking in great form. Do you think that India will open with spin? Because it's, it's a very common thing that they do in Sri Lanka for a number of reasons. And Sri Lankan pitchers do often turn more than some of the pictures elsewhere in Asia. Do we think that they'll be opening with spin? So that, that nightmare of us being 10 for 2, Sibley and Crawley out to a spinner... Is that going to be a scenario or will it likely be Bumrah Sharma opening up with the ball? Personally, I think it will be two seamers just because it doesn't quite turn as much in India as it does in Sri Lanka. But also that those two are, I think, significantly better than what Sri Lanka had as pace options. So yeah, 100%. that also feeds into it. Yeah, sure. Could that help us then? Like, does that, I mean, that gives me a little bit of confidence because I do back our top order better against pace and spin. Um, and I know that Bumrah is a wonderful bowler. He's an incredible bowler. Um, but that does make me feel a little bit better. If it's, if it's going to be a bit more of a seam attack, then that does up our chances a little bit. But maybe I'm just being naive. Yeah, there's, there's also, uh, interestingly, Bumrah's never played a test in India yet. So this will be his, his home test debut. Has he not? That no, is he's extraordinary. Yeah. I think he made his debut early 2018, if I remember right. And then has been, I think, injured for any test tour that's happened in, in or any any test series that's happened in India. So yeah, that'll be his first, or this will be his first. I mean, he'll obviously be fine because he's bowled in India lots before in his life and played lots of other international cricket in India. But um, that's a little nugget that I didn't know for for our listeners. You can you can take that one. I would say you can tell that down the pub, but unfortunately the pubs are all closed. So. Um, you can tell your mum or whoever you live with that that little nugget. You can tell the group chat. You can tell the next Zoom call, the next quiz. Um, tell you what, Jamie, can I ask you a slightly more controversial question? So what would you say to my question of should Coley still be captain? 
And did the team perform better because they didn't have that incredibly intense figure who's got mixed results as a captain, both, you know, international and also um, franchise, IPL. And would it be better to have Rahane as a captain and you've got Kohli as your absolute gun bat, less responsibility, just go and score mountains of runs? So I think he maybe is better suited to it, but I wouldn't make the change. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone would consider making that change. Would no uh, one be brave enough to tell Kohli? Is that the reason? No, I also don't think he's done badly enough to warrant getting rid of him. Um, I think certainly there was, there is the, the, the Rahane's calming influence is definitely a positive thing. But also you've got to remember that India went into all those tests without any expectation on them. And for, for an India team without not, not having any expectations, a completely new thing and probably unshackled a lot of the players in terms of just being able to express themselves a bit more. I think that had probably a bigger impact than Kohli not being captain more, that the whole nation wasn't just simply expecting a win or a good performance. How how worried are you, Shaman, that Australia did bowl India out to 36 once, so there, there was some frailty there. Are you worried that, maybe not in this series against England in particular, being at home, etc., but that maybe even in England in a few months' time when when it switches round and India come to England or or in an upcoming series that India could be skittled like that again. It was it was quite shocking and all great they won the series and it's kind of forgotten about. But being bowled out for under 40 is is dire. Yeah, it is and it's I think it's definitely in England a distinct possibility given past performances against a ball oh. that will swing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. There is that frailty, but that you I think there is, so Pajara is that one linchpin that you always back to sort of see out a difficult period. Even if he's not scoring runs, you don't expect him to be part of a collapse in general. And it, it, if it did happen in the past, and as it has, I don't think that'll be a trend that you'll see. He, he's the one that will, will stop her. On that theme of being worried, is there anything about this upcoming series? I know you're confident and fair enough, I, I'd be confident if I was sitting in your shoes. But is there anything about this series which makes you a little bit nervous? Or, you know, if England were to win, how do you think it might happen? What do you think could go wrong or go well for England? So obviously Root scoring a lot of runs. Um, and I, I think that probably will happen in any situation, given how well he's played in Sri Lanka, the form he's in. And yeah, just I think he is suited to playing spin very, like, very well. Um, in terms of what could go wrong, it's, I think more likely that there'll be a lot of draws. And I think that's something that is, is India expected and, and are expecting to win more tests, uh, sort of win the whole series. And I think if pitches aren't perhaps, they don't take the spin so much, or if England sort of have a, a big old partnership, like Zach Crawley does another sort of marathon innings and Joe Root's batting alongside him, it's that kind of thing that I think is more worrying than India having a real chance of, losing a test match and I don't know if that's overconfidence there is some there is some mischievous talk by the groundsman for the first pitch that it's going to be looking like a green English seamer but I'm not sure how much I believe it um but if you were if you were the India team like which which bowlers would you want England to pick or which bowlers would you not want England to pick like would you be actually thinking yeah please just pick one of Anderson abroad we actually don't want to play against both they're bowling really well at the moment or would they be thinking, you know, don't pick all three spinners? What do you think they kind of want to see in that England bowling lineup? Well, I mean, I, I think that given how the spinners weren't able to control the, the, the scoring rate in Sri Lanka, I think they'll be pretty happy to see 
most of those spinners play, even if it is a spin-friendly pitch. Um, I think they would be more worried about Broad and Anderson and the seamers, just in case they are able to control the economy rates a bit better. Um, but certainly, I don't think there's any there's any qualms about any of those spinners playing just simply because they haven't been able to control the, the economy rate that well in Sri Lanka. It's, I mean, I'm what you said, Jamin, about the potential of draws and big, big innings test matches. I'm still scarred by Karun Nair somehow scoring a triple hundred against England last time we were there, batting at seven, I think six or seven. And he, he's hardly played a test match since. He's, he's got a second top score after his 308 against England, something like 35. Uh, but such was the deadness of the pitch. England cleared 400, but yet India were able to go score 700 and then, and then bowling them out. And I do think if England do bat well, which is going to be absolutely crucial to them being competitive, the big test and where I think England will really struggle is if it's a flat deck, I can't see England taking 20 wickets. Certainly very often, maybe maybe once or twice a good spell here or, or there from a, from a bowler. But it's... If let's say England have to win two or three tests to win the series, are they able to two or three times take 20 wickets in a match if they're batting friendly pitches? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't be confident. Certainly not with a, a middle order like Pujara, Kohli, Rahane, Pant, which is formidable. It's, it's funny. My memory of batting the series is terrible. Like, I really do block things out, clearly very on purpose, although subconsciously. Um but I could not have told you that there was a triple century by that guy at number seven in that te- in that in that series. I just I've blocked it out. I, I've I, I've decided while watching it this is stupid, and as a result I don't remember it. And so it's been mentioned a few times in other podcasts I've listened to, and now you today, Rob. And it's honestly like news to me. So yeah, God, that was ridiculous. It's it's funny the capacity of the the human mind to be able to. Yeah, block out certain things they just don't want to know or, or, or want to remember. There's definitely, I kind of have seen similar similar to you almost, um, partic- particularly stuff like England football matches, England friendlies or qualifying games on ITV1 when I was about 14 and win 2-0 against Lithuania and the back forward pass it around between them. I will have watched those entire games, but they are just immediately put in a locker of, and just kind of th- almost, almost like rubbish thrown out into space. Like we, you don't need to recall that ever again. That was so mind-numbingly boring or dire that, yeah, you, you just don't need to know. It. And I feel like a triple hundred is significantly memorable. That I, I won't forget that. I, I'm impressed, Michael, that you've managed to take something quite so significant. Because I, I, I'm trying to think. Apart from Brian Lara's four hundreds. There haven't been any other games where oh Hashim Amla scored a triple hundred at the Oval. I was there for that. But there haven't been many triple hundreds involving England in our time watching watching cricket. So it's I actually went and Googled it to make sure I wasn't being had on because it just didn't compute. It was towards the end of a series that we'd already lost. And I felt interest was was waning among everyone, even in within the Stalin family, which it takes some doing for us to stop following the England test match. I don't know if you got the scorecard up, Kenneth, but I'm pretty sure KR Rahul scored 199 and that's completely forgotten from that test match as well. I'm going to get the scorecard up. I'm going to go have a look right now. Scoring 199 and that inning's been completely forgotten, I think is also quite incredible. Yeah. Imagine having done that and then I've been persuaded like this punt, a random fan. Oh, I did do this. No, I don't remember it, mate. Um, but while, um, go on, while, while Michael pulls, pulls that up, 
tell us who do you think that India what that India eleven is going to look like going into um, the first test on Friday? Uh, yeah, so I think the, the the top six is as everyone will probably expect going to be Shubman Gill after a great series in Australia, Rohit Sharma, Pajara, Kohli, Rahane, Pant. Yeah. Then after that, I think it's going to be the two spinning all-rounders, so Washington Sundar and Ashwin. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav probably as the third spinner, or I guess as the frontline spinner, but uh, after those two, and then Bumrah Ishant Sharma would be what I, I think everyone's probably expecting in India as well. Sure, yeah. I mean that, that that seems like feels like the natural natural team. Any chance they might play um, Mohammed Siraj after such a strong showing in Australia? Perhaps like he, he did bowl incredibly well. Ishan Sharma has not played any Test cricket recently. Bumrah's I think are guaranteed. Yeah, he's going to play. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a possibility of that. I just don't know whether they see him as a long term kind of option with Mohammed Shami also coming back. So whether it's worth playing him again. In this series, I'm not sure. And Ishan Sharma is just—I well, think he's—he might get to his hundredth test as well if he—if he plays uh, three more. He's clearly an experienced bowler, and I think they're not going to shy away from playing him again. I can't believe Ishan Sharma is still going. It's incredible. Like he, he, he lasted since I've liked cricket, which is he debuted at 19. So I think he made his test debut at 19. Yeah, it happens with those young younger players where you. You suddenly think, well, how old are they? And then you look up how old they are, and it's you're kind of underwhelmed by how old they are because they started so young. It's like it's like Nadal. I was thinking Nadal because Federer I know is quite old. You know, Nadal must be old, but he's not actually that old because he won his first French Open again when he was when he was a teenager or maybe twenty. Uh, I think he was a teenager, and so actually suddenly fifteen year career means he's still only in his early thirties. So I've looked up that test, nineteenth December two thousand sixteen, a day that I wiped. Um, and yeah, Nair had hit seven runs in his previous two tests. Only the second India batsman to make a triple century. Rahul did make 199. Um, but he was also, like, England were playing Jake Ball. Like, if you play Jake Ball in test matches, what do you expect is going to happen? Um, he was also dropped three times, two drops and a missed stumping. Um, and I think I've also realised why I blocked it out, because I, I just don't like watching Adil Rashid get hit around the park. I just don't like it. And so that also is why I would have completely tune this out so, so, yeah. so take us through that uh, that England 11 for that game alright so we've got Cook and Jennings opening up then you've got Root at number 3 Maureen at number 4 hitting 146 again I couldn't have told you that happened I, I, I just blocked this I, I don't remember that either at all that's funny Maureen had a good ball and he's hit 146 <laughs> Of 262 balls, I've been such a flat pitch. Um, Bairstow at five, Stokes at six, Butler at seven, Liam Dawson not out 66, Adil Rashid not out, uh, Adil Rashid 60, Broad 19, Ball 12. So, so what are they going to score in that first innings? 477. Oh, this pitch, yeah, the pitch was flat. And then India, 759 for seven declared. Bonkers. Rahul um, of 199, Patel 71, Nair not out, 303 or 381 balls, 32 fours, four sixes. Apparently he didn't look good until after he got to past his century. He looked shaky till then. What um what number was he batting again? Seven or six? Uh five. Five. Okay. It wasn't quite as low down the order as I, as I thought it was. Yeah, okay. That makes it marginally more acceptable. 
but not a lot. Um, then you had BJ Ashwin, Jadeja, you'd have, you'd have. I'm really glad, actually, can we just say I'm really glad Jadeja's not playing? You're probably not so glad, Jamin, but Jadeja always plays well against England. He's such a frustrating, he's, he's the kind of player I can see why he loved home in your side, but he's so annoying when you're playing against him. Like, I absolutely hate his sword celebration, even though I know it's cool. I hate it when it's against us. And he's just so good in the field. Our batsman can't play him, even though he doesn't turn the ball. Like, I'm just really glad he's out. <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah, I am disappointed because he, he he was brilliant in Australia as well when he when he did play. Um, and I think he's just so much more experienced than, I guess, Washington Sunder, who'll be his replacement. Yeah, Washington Sunder's agent, in response to me emailing, saying, big fan of Washington's performance in that test. Would he like to come on our podcast? They said they'd keep in touch and let us know. So watch this space. I mean, he's, he's a talent, to be fair. And he's, you talk about, you think of the things that Jadeja offers, wicket-taking and useful lower-order runs, well, lower-middle-order runs. And that was all that Washington Sundar came in and put in Jadeja-like performances in Australia. So, although he is an experienced claimant, you've got to be excited for what he's, what he's going to bring and how well he could play. He's a pretty direct replacement, which is, which is great. Um, and I think that's, that's something that India have across, given the, the huge population, love for cricket and just the depth of the first-class cricket, they do seem to have a second player in every position. Watching the highlights of Washington's of Washington's innings on YouTube, really lovely cricketing shots, a lot of straight bat stuff, and like so fearless in his first or second test, first test. And when, when they put on that big partnership to sort of turn the game around, they were, India weren't in a good position, were they? What was it, like 170 for six or something? Um, it was absolutely fearless. No, I'm excited to watch yeah. him. I mean, he he was. I think he opened the batting for India in the Under 19 World Cup when he did play. So I think he started his career as a batsman and sort of developed the bowling side. Nice, nice. Um, well, on to England, Michael. Love to hear how you think we're going to line up for this first test, and anyone who you think particularly might have a a good series to to remember. All right. So I think realistically, it's going to be Burns and Sibley. I think Sibley might have been in a little bit of trouble if he'd got another low score, just because they might have considered. But then how can they have stuck with Crawley? But no, anyway, so Burns and Sibley. And I'm worried about Burns because he couldn't play Lost in Chase, who doesn't turn the ball. So I don't know how he's going to do. But no, Burns and Sibley, Crawley at three, four Root, obviously. Five's going to be Stokes. And I'm really, Stokes and Root are going to have to score a lot of runs. And I really rate Stokes against spin now. So fingers crossed. Um, and then I think it's going to be a shootout a lot of the time between um, Lawrence and Pope, if Pope comes fit during the series, which he might. Um, but I think they'll probably start with Lawrence. And then you'll have Butler at seven. And this is where my, I'm going to get a bit shakier because um, I can't really work out the lineup. It'll be Bess at eight, nine, Archer, 10, Leach, and 11. But then I'm, I guess I'm missing an all-rounder, aren't I? I'm missing a Wokes. I'm going to go up to that, like, seven, but I'm interested to hear what you think of how they'll do the bowlers. Well, I was thinking, isn't just Butler rested for the first test, along with Bairstow? No, Butler's playing the first test, then going home. Sure. OK. OK, fine. So that's when folks will come in. But I, I suppose they'll slot in a similar spot on the batting lineup. That's fine. And the bowlers, I have no idea who England are going to pick. It's always a little bit of a little bit of a mystery. Will it be Anson or Broad, Curran or Wokes, or Wood well, or Archer, or both of them? Cohen's gone home with Bairstow and Wood, I think. And so 
if they pick an all-rounder, it'll be Wokes. Unless they don't pick the all-rounder and they just back the batting line to be deep enough. Archer can bat a bit. Best can bat a bit. And I don't know if they'll pick Moeen either. I, I was going to say, is there not an argument for Moeen if, if the pitch does look like it will turn? Yeah. I think they'll stick with, with stage of that extra seamer bolstering the batting line up, that extra batsman at six, meaning the keeper bats at seven. Because you had that problem with Curran at seven in Sri Lanka. It just felt like a a light batting lineup. We were, you were quite quickly into the tail, but by having Folks or Butler at seven, best at eight, and best best as a good batsman. I thought he batted really well with Root in that in that second test. You know, he he really can hold a bat. And then it'll be his two seamers and Leach, I think. So probably Archer and Anderson for the first test, or, or Archer and Broad. Yeah, I think the reason they won't instinctively, I, the, the reason I'm thinking they won't bring him in as that third spinner is a bit because. Like you said, Jamin, like our spinners are all kind of a similar quality, which isn't amazing. And I don't think they'll get that much extra by adding another off spinner. You know, he doesn't add that extra variety. If I was having to choose my, and I'm a bit of a romanticist, I'd probably go Marine over Best, but that would be very, very harsh on Best and it would be a, a risky call. So I know sensible option is to stick with Best. We spoke about this previously, Michael. It's tricky with Best because he, he doesn't look great. He doesn't fill you with bags of confidence as a spinner. But he, he did take 12 wickets at an average of 21 in Sri Lanka, which is just a pretty decent showing. And he can bat, and he's a good fielder. And so it would, it would feel... Yeah, I just don't think you justify not picking him. I think there's more of a case to not, not pick Leach, who still averages well into the 30s with the ball, averages well over 30 again in Sri Lanka. And so I, you, but then I think it's good to have the left arm option of Leach with the right arm of best. So, yeah, I, I mean, personally, I, I wouldn't pick Moeen. I don't think they will. It feels really important, actually. We haven't spoken about him at all today. We haven't spoken about him for ages because he's been rested, but it feels like if we're going to have any chance of doing well in this series, along with scoring a lot of runs and the spinners holding their end up, Archer might have to do something special because if Wood's gone home and you need that extra pace and he is quality, he has the X factor, all of that stuff, and and he's, and he's played in India, he's played in the IPL. I don't know, Joffre, I, I'm really excited to see what Joffre does. And he will be crucial, you'd think. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting to have him back. And it feels like over the summer, I don't know, it feels like Joffre hasn't really hit the heights we were expecting when he first came in, brilliant in the ashes. He was a little bit underwhelming in New Zealand. Then he was out for a bit of South Africa and then, then COVID happened. And then, say... We didn't play for a while. Then in the summer, he played, he bowled pretty well, but not at the same speeds. But then he was dropped from the team because of breaking the, the bubble rules for a bit. And so it's felt a bit kind of stop-start since, well, as our lives have felt, lockdown, no lockdown. Same with Joffre, really, over the last year or a bit. It's been a bit stop-start. And so to have him back in the team, ready and raring, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how he'll go. I, I He's too good to do badly, but whether he will excel to the extent we might dream of, I'm, I'm not sure. I do I just, think it will be important who bowls at the other end with him because there could just be the, the, the pressure just getting leaked from the other end, given, I think, and Anderson bowled very well and tight in Sri Lanka and could do the same. But if he isn't bowling alongside Archer, I just don't think Archer will have the same potent. Broad was similarly. I mean, Broad and Anderson are completely interchangeable in every way and broad in that second innings of the test he played he went to I think he went an economy of under one and over certainly for his first 10 overs so you you feel that I think yeah Joffre in tandem with the seamer the the 
premier seamer of Anderson or Broad is the best combination. Him bowling in tandem with a spinner, as you said, maybe there probably won't be the same uh, scoreboard pressure being put on because Shaman, as he said earlier, don't have bags of confidence in either Leach or Best being able to successfully contain the Indian batsmen for, for periods of a time. You just you just hope that Joffa's managed well in this series. He's had some rest. Like you said, rain to go, Rob. And I do think part of the reason he struggled last summer was Root didn't use him very well as a captain. And I just really hope I don't watch Joffa get asked to run in bold bouncer after bouncer because he's, he's got a great surprise bouncer and he's also brilliant at hitting the top of off. And I just hope he gets to bowl like he did in that Ashes series where he didn't have to do that role and instead he just bowled like he wanted to. And I think that's the key really to him doing well. And not bowling him for hours and hours at a time. When we played in those two tests in New Zealand and Chris Silverwood's first game in um, games in charge on these really, really flat wickets. And he was bowling these sort of 20 overs in a day almost and was absolutely knackered by the end of the day and couldn't bowl at the speeds or with the dynamism that one would hope for, for obvious reasons. Uh, and so I, I think how he's managed and I, that's where the role of Stokes is really important if, if he's up for bowling as that third seamer option, if the two spinners aren't working out, you're suddenly left in a position otherwise where Joffre and Anderson or Joffre and Stuart Broad are taking a lot of the overs on. And so that's where actually Root's little off spinners and Stokes' bowling becomes really important, especially if we get into Karun-Nair territory on a really <laughs> flat wicket and the score is getting big. Uh, those, those kind of all-rounder bowlers do become very, very important. I actually really do want to see Dan Lawrence bowl this series. But I also don't, because if Dan Lawrence is bowling, something's going wrong. But I also want to see him bowl, so it's a, it's a tricky one. There was yeah. another question I had. Is, is Dan Lawrence and Ollie Pope, is that, a, is that a close call? I always just assumed Ollie Pope was sort of a couple of rungs above him. I, I think he definitely is, but Pope, Pope's been out. English, I don't know if he'll be ready for the first test at all. Well, Lawrence played well in his first innings. After that, he wasn't very good. But um, I, I, I imagine they might, they might pick him again, give him, a, give him another go. For this so really interesting about Pope, and also that Lawrence did actually quite well in his second innings. Um, he saw us home, tricky situation with Best though. But um, second test, he wasn't good. But the interesting thing about Pope, I read an, I read an interview with him in the uh, Evening Standards website, and he's fit. He's fit to play, physically fit. But at the moment, he psychologically can't get himself up for being in the outfield because he's injured his shoulder twice badly, had to have an up on it, diving in the outfield. And apparently he can't psych himself up to dive and stuff at the moment. And he's out there. He's out there with them in Sri Lanka. He's out there with them in India. He's not officially part of the squad. But I think as soon as he can get over this, he will be playing again. But at the moment, he's spoken about, he doesn't really feel ready, mentally ready, having his serious shoulder injuries early in his career. And that's interesting, because I just hadn't considered that at all. But fair enough, actually. So fingers crossed he gets over it because I, I agree, Jamin. I think he is a bit above. He he looks like an absolute class player, doesn't he? Maybe not quite the returns last summer that he'd won. Um, but I think, you know, both him and Lawrence fit. Pope will probably be ahead of him, but I reckon Lawrence will likely start the series. Well, we'll see. All to be revealed uh, in in the coming days as the, the team's announced and, and, and the game begins. Uh, but just to finish off then, I'd love to hear a little scoreline prediction for the series as a whole. Shaman, what do you what do you think is going to finish in this series? I mean, at, at the risk of sounding overconfident, I do think it'll be kind of three nil with one draw, um, just because I don't think this England team played 
particularly well apart from Root in Sri Lanka and that they will come undone, I guess, against a slightly higher quality attack. Go on, Michael. What about you? What do you think it's going to be? Uh, you know what? I was going to go optimistic and be like, 2 all, but actually, I don't think there'll be four results. I think 2-1 to India. I, I back it to be a little bit closer than what you're saying, Jamin. Maybe that's optimistic. And I think there will be at least one draw, but I do think India are probably going to win. But 2-1, and if we put up a fight in those tests, it wouldn't be, the, wouldn't be, wouldn't be embarrassing. Well, no, two-one series defeat. I think would be. I mean, I, I wouldn't take it at this stage because you're not going to take a loss. But I think that that would not be too poor at all, particularly with a lot of crickets to come later in the year. We may well beat India by more at home, uh, and if we were kind of to win the aggregate against India over the series in India and then in England, that would certainly be deemed a success. So I'm, I'm with you, Michael. I think two-one. I do think we'll win a game. I think there will be a game where we win the toss, bat first. Root and someone else go big, go really big, and then we have enough to just about get over the line. Um, I also think there'll be a game on a really flat pitch where Root and someone else goes big and it ends up as a draw. So, uh, but overall, I agree with you both. In- India will be too strong. So I- I'm saying 2 1 to India as well. Well, we never agree, Rob. That's nice. I know it's nice to agree for once. And I mean, well, obviously predictions are a mugs game. So when England win the series 4-0, and we all look like idiots, <laughs> um, we, can, we can revisit this. Yeah, um, Dave, we'll definitely have you on if England win the series 4-0. If you're keen, you're welcome back. Sure, I might be on mute the whole time, though. Well, <laughs> we'll see. And we'll definitely do this again. I'd be interested to see if you're quite so bullish um, when India come to England. I think that that'll be a different challenge again. For, Almost for... certainly won't be so confident. <laughs> Yeah, particularly given um, India's recent record. Uh, but it's going to be a great series. It's something to keep us entertained. And, and actually, just before we go, um, it might be on Channel 4. The, the result, the TV rights, very last minute, as if they hadn't agreed rights before a week before it, it started. But as we're recording on a Sunday evening, um, this is probably by the time this is released, we'll know if it's on Channel 4 or not. Uh, but it would be very exciting to have it and back on terrestrial free-to-air television in the UK. First time since 2005. So, um, fingers crossed for that. We know what happened last time it says on Channel 4, don't we? Exactly. More of the same. Well, look, thank you both for joining me. Have very good evenings and all the best in, in the current weird times we live in. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Cheers.